ambient noise. I've decided it's differently our trademark. That really? ambient noise, I demand it. Yeah, <laughs> demand it. That's, mm. that's, that's some high demand. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, let's get started on the 44 oh. <laughs> Demanding ambient noise while creating it. Of the Overclock Podcast, that's O-V-R-C-L-K-D underscore Z-A. It's a podcast, and you obviously know this because you're listening to it right now, so you found us. Thank yeah. you. Hi, I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Gavin Dudley. Gavin, hello, hello. Tell your friends. So, we we haven't been doing it often, but today we have to do it because we're under significant time pressure. We usually try to wrap this up in three segments of five minutes each, starting with the first segment, general news discussion. Come on, Gavin, what's happening in the world of tech? Oh, my goodness. You, you know, we've spoken about Huawei for the last, like, five podcasts. But I, it's a big deal. I mean, we're talking about a company who's got designs on being the biggest phone maker in the world. It's a Chinese company, which in itself makes it interesting. Then they're you know, stuck in a trade... I don't know, we're not going to call it a trade war. Let's call it a tussle with America. It's important, because in a country like South Africa, Huawei phones could potentially be a really big deal. And, um, you know, eliminating a whole player from the market affects the market, especially South Africans. But now we see that Huawei's in the headlines again. And why? You uh, tell us. So Donald Trump went to the G20 summit and he spoke with um, Xi Ping. Or Jinping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, man. I'm, they're going to kill me anyway. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Jinping. <laughs> um, and they kind of just then made up. So American companies are now allowed to sell products back to Huawei. Mm. So I think Donald Trump turned around one night and he realized, oh crap, if we can't sell to the Chinese and they're the second biggest smartphone maker, yeah. our companies aren't making a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what it is. They're still on the band list. on the Yeah, like, there's this entity list, they call it. Yeah. yeah. But they're about to get off of that. I think there's some trade negotiations well, I mean, that still need to happen. Yeah, and this leads us to believe that the whole thing was a lot of posturing to start with. There was never any basis, in fact, for Donald Trump's no, it allegations. Wasn't. And I actually yeah, found myself. We all knew that, surely. I found hmm. myself on Monday actually recommending a P30 Pro <laughs> to somebody who was seeking out my advice, <laughs> and she bought it like the same day. Okay. So yeah, that's where we are with that. Huawei's back. I told you not to panic. It's almost as if it never <laughs> happened, even though, you know, for several weeks it rocked the tech world. Okay. Oh, we've got a kid with brain freeze. Oh, my goodness. Very cute, though. Moving on, Gavin. He what, looks what so much better than Lindsay. You know. Johnny Ive. <laughs> Johnny Ive has left Apple. Okay. No, look, look, look. Company called, I mean, what's I Love From? No, no. Uh, no, no. It's called Love From. It's just yes. called Love yeah. From. Yeah, yeah. So freaking I, I like better. how English works. So, so what's Love From? Look, just cutting to the chase, Johnny Ive needs a smack. And let's, let's, let's get it right. We're talking about Sir Johnny Ive. Sir Jonathan Paul Ive. Okay. <laughs> Sir Johnny Ive, OBE or whatever it's called. He's is, a knight. He's a knighted, yeah. So um, he's British subject, but he's worked for Apple for a very long time. And in that time, has accumulated literally billions of dollars. Not, you know, he wasn't given billions of dollars. He, he designed he, the he iPhone. He changed the entire he game for Apple, the frankly. IPhone. He That's changed the game for Apple. So, okay. He, uh, why don't we just give him... We're gonna. I recently saw statistics that Apple is now seventy, uh, seventy, seven percent of the South African market phones. Yes, seven percent. We devote way too much time to talking about a product that is seven percent of the but market it's the in most South Africa. No, 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 no. Okay, 
so you can give Johnny Ive one minute, and then I'm going to give Johnny Ive one minute. Okay, so it all comes back to, I actually wrote something on that opinion guide theo.za, uh, published it this morning. It all starts with the Sony Walkman that turns 40 this week as well. You're going to run out of a minute really quickly if you're starting no, with the Walkman. <laughs> so Johnny Ive is a known, unabashed fan of Sony's early design. And he, so the Walkman is the first personal electronic product that turned inwards. So it was you not playing music for the world. It was you listening to only mu- music that only you could hear. So it's a very true personal yeah. electronics. So yeah. it's something that you held, that you interacted with every single day. And that sort of industrial design leads all the way through to the current phone that you are listening, just listening to us on right now. You pick it up and you hold it and you feel the clickiness of the buttons and it's not hurting your hand in any way. And it does everything that you need it to. You can thank Johnny Ive for loving the Walkman and deciding to make a personal device that worked as well as a Walkman did, tried to make it one piece of glass up front, then flattened the interface. So he, he was the person who gave, because he oversaw the software at the time, when they introduced iOS 7, where they your minutes nearly did everything of like the skeuomorphic, you, where it was your like, minute to look like other things. And he, he was the first designer to give digital its own identity. Okay. So everything's now, flat, everything's layered, everything's... Okay. Beautiful in the now I'm going to explain to you why all that is complete rubbish. Okay, so um, the point is Johnny Ive was responsible for all the seminal Apple designs we see today. So it's starting with the iPod, became the iPhone, became the yeah. tablet, became the watch, all yeah. these things. And now I'm going to share with you two words that makes a complete mockery of everything you've said. The two words are Dieter Rams. Dieter okay. Rams was a German designer for various uh, German industrial companies in the 60s. Yes. And basically, he did it all before Johnny Ive. And Johnny Ive went and wholesale ripped off every single design he's ever done. So you look at a radio designed by Dieter Rums, and there's now today an iPod. It's exactly the same design. You look at other, look at, uh, uh, other things Dieter Rums designed, and they turned into Apple computers. I'm sorry. I think, I think Johnny Ive played the market for billions of dollars. Great. Good for him. I mean, he's but, like but this, he, he, he's he, this austere, fairly severe person, and there is a sentiment that, in fact, design has moved on, and we need to get back some excitement. We can take away the austerity of what he brought I'm, to the I'm, market I'm, that I'm, make, made Apple look so sexy at the time. I'm Things ex- have I'm, moved I'm on. I'm excited to see what, Apple, what, is, what, what direction okay. Apple's going to move into now. Um, just like 20 seconds. Give me 20 seconds. Okay. okay. Fine, <laughs> fine. Okay, my last 20 seconds. What we can't take away from Johnny Ive is that he single-handedly is responsible for most, for the for the look and design of most of the electronics you have in your yes, home today. Because everything, um, you know, we're talking necessarily washing machines and toasters, but certainly Computers, your personal your tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Everything tied to Apple and tied to every, iPhone. You know, every phone was copied from the yeah. iPhone. Every you know, TV was like copied the, the from the an Apple computer. Companies have found their own way now. Like Huawei has its own distinctive design now. Samsung has its own distinctive design. But those two manufacturers only got ahead because they ate the the iPhone the closest. Okay. Actually, crazy. Okay, so my, that my makes all of us suckers because of course Dieter <laughs> Rams did it all first, my, and my, we thought my, we were buying something little, unique. So, like peak Johnny Ive was when he introduced <laughs> the Apple Watch Sport, um, the casing which was made of raw aluminium of. Ex- Exceptional quality. Oh, and how Wasn't a ceramic one? No, no, no. no the sport case. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He made aluminium mm. sound so detailed, and it's like they they well, plucked this thing from from yeah. the moon and brought it down. Marketing, to marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay fell in the cauldron of <laughs> apple Kool Aid, man. But yeah, the man, the, the monologues 
speak for themselves. This is the finest watch we've ever made. I'm very proud it, it of what a, we've it achieved. It was a bow. It took courage okay, to now, remove the headphone jack. Okay. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway, right, we've given on. Johnny Ive more than his time. On. Yeah, moving, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, we got an, an, an item on our list here about Cyril. Um, ah, that's nah. President Cyril. Um, yes, quickly, 30 seconds. President Cyril, in various speeches, has brought up the concept of a smart city. Smart cities are an amazing concept. You can actually um, see much of this in action in Europe, especially the most advanced cities in Europe, where things are digitized, uh, logistics, traffic, security, all sorts of things are all fully digitized, and things work remarkably well just through the sensible introduction of technology. And I think Cyril has postulated the idea of building an entire city with none of today's problems and taking full advantage of technology. I think the consensus is, why don't we first fix the cities we've got? Although other things have been thrown up, Lindsay threw up a cool idea. Why don't we transform East London? East London, it's <laughs> close to a deep water port. The Chinese own half of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, East London actually has got a lot going for it. Both East London and Port Elizabeth don't necessarily dig the people there, but they are, I think, underplayed in how significant they could be as South African cities. Okay, so that, that's, that's one part of Cyril's speech. The second part was he really wants us to go surging ahead with the transition to digital TV so that we can free up the radio waves that we need to roll out high-speed broadband to the masses. very much of the belief that Spectrum is a lie that the carriers have sold us. <laughs> Because when okay. all that spectrum gets released and they realize it's like all this low-end bandwidth, yeah. they're going to say, oh, but we need the higher stuff and that's why we're keeping it, no, the no, prices I think, up. I think they're going to move the 3G and 2G onto the low frequencies. Okay, well, what we're talking about, for those who don't know, is digital TV is much more efficient than the broadcast signal we have today, which is spread out all over the place. Yes. Digital TV allows you to broadcast a single station on a very narrow band of radio waves, which means there's a lot more radio waves available we can now use for data and for sending data through the air. And this is called the digital dividend. They're also called white spaces. That's all the, yes. all the bands but that the, become the open between the radio stations. The have analog TV through is like this low end, like below, what's it, 1,400? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, hertz. <laughs> yeah, today I think it's, it's 1,900 to 2,000 something is what they're using for 3G and 4G. Yeah. Mm. And, and that, but that's what becomes available is much lower frequency. Lower frequency can't carry data nearly as efficiently. Yes. So at least your your Bluetooth won't be affected as badly. <laughs> <laughs> but so even that operates at 2.4 I mean, gigahertz. I think, I think the thinking is low frequencies travel much greater distances, yes. but they carry much less data. The lesson, bottom line, we're not going to be getting 5G overnight because no, we're no. going to free up some spectrum. But we're not going to get cheaper LTE overnight because we are freeing up but spectrum. But I think and Cyril's this is where the world lives right now. Yeah. Cyril's dream of the fourth industrial revolution coming to fruition in South Africa, I think it's predicated a lot on getting some of this spectrum stuff organized. Yes. So I think, I no, think that's, that's, his, that's, that's his big picture anyway. That's, that's important. But like, again, I, I get very frustrated when people speak about this in circles all the time because Vodacom has sold him this idea that the price of data is magically going to drop. No, it is not. No, it's going to drop because government regulators are going to make a drop. I'm telling you now. Yes, I see it that, coming. that's why mm. it will drop. Yep. Uh, but what Vodacom is going to do is, what, what has happened now is, Government owns a lot of Spectrum, uh -huh. so they, ICASA, hands over Spectrum to people, they sell it to people, yeah. and that's how you get companies like Rain who have come in who have bought Spectrum. Um, mm. So, Telcom has become competitive because mm. of its Spectrum. Yeah. So, Vodacom and MTN currently have the least 
number of radio wave frequencies available to them. Yes, yeah. Telcom has the most, that's why they like big players yeah. now. Everyone kind of wants so, them to, to, to roam on their network. Yeah, this stuff is all very carefully managed. You pay huge amounts of money for the rights to use yeah. certain radio so wave the, frequencies. So the big guys have been squeezing the little guys out of the market for long enough. Mm. And this is not going to change anything. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> I had a point. It's escaped me now. Okay. Oh, we've spent way too much time. Okay. So, so that's the spectrum allocation battle, which will affect South Africans fundamentally. You've been speaking about gaming phones, Gavin. Mm. I don't understand gaming what? phones. Oh, they just I thought you said Game of Thrones. I was about to say, no, 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 I have Gaming haven't. phones. <laughs> I think gaming phones are just regular phones that get marketed as gaming things. Mm, no, not at all. <laughs> In fact, gaming the, the phones aren't marketed as gaming phones, or not that I can tell, well, anyway. The Black Shark and the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those are extreme gaming phones. Those are phones that cost like 20 Gs, and they're basically like computers in your hand, like gaming computers in your hand. Like That's not really what I'm thinking of. that we have in our hands, just yes, with I'm, more RAM well, and I'm talking bigger about heat pipes. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I'm talking about what regular phones will make a great gaming phone, and the point there is, what is the requirement for a good gaming phone? Your thoughts? Big battery. Sure. Minimum 1080p. Sure. Agreed. 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 Of course. Now, um, the, the point with big battery is that we already know that screens consume 60% of all the battery life on your phone at a minimum. If you play a game and the screen is lit continuously for 10 and 15 minutes at a time, it's a huge impact on your battery. So big battery is essential. I think we're talking, we're talking minimum 4,000 milliamp hour batteries, 4,500 even better. Yeah. And then you're looking at a very fast processor mm-hmm. and preferably something from Qualcomm. So it must be a Snapdragon type processor. Mm-hmm. Generally like at 845 or 855. Even going back as far as 835, mm-hmm. like two years back, that will do fine. Okay. But importantly, the Qualcomm processor, because the Qualcomm processor comes with the Adreno graphics chip, which has led over the Mali stuff for like the last four generations. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been like AMD and Intel. You know, they've yeah. kind of been been jousting. There are some phones that have great Mali processors that actually surpass the Adrenos, and then there are some that have Adrenos. So before we get into the weeds on this, the point is that the the graphics processing unit is normally built into it's a, it's a, it's a component yeah, it's that's SOC. built into the main processor, but they are made by different manufacturers. So Qualcomm, uh, the supplier of most of today's uh, chips in phones, uh, main processors in phones, have one called Adreno, which they build in, yeah. and then there's another one called Mali. Yeah, so Mali comes directly from... Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? <laughs> oh, they, they designed the cores. Uh, MediaTek? No, no, no. no, no. Um, the people, they, they Acorn Micro... No, 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 they spun it from ATI. Um, no, it's, it's AMD. AMD, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So AMD has a subsidiary that builds these graphic processor units uh, that uh, are now paired with other processors. And the point is, you, you're not going to get down to that level of detail. Yeah. But just so you're aware that the graphics processor unit on the phone makes a big difference. If you can't get into that level of detail, you're going to go for big screen, you're going to go for something that's comfortable in your hands. There's no point. If you've got tiny girl hands, let's say, and you've got like a six and a half inch screen, your thumbs are not going to reach the middle of the screen. Gavin, That's a problem. Can, can I give can I give our listeners one big tip yes, right now? Yes. Best gaming phone to buy. S10. iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, might, I might go along with that. So I've, I've been it, looking it still into has like this. the top and bottom bezels. Right. And the, the home yes, button. Yes. So you have something yes, to rest yes. your, your thumbs. Absolutely agreed with, agreeing with, <laughs> with you there. Not I never it. thought about that. And, okay. and the iPhone graphics and processors are... Significantly yeah. Now, unfortunately, it has to be said that the iPhone graphics processor and main processor are really streets ahead of pretty yes. much everything else and in the market. And it's been that way uh, the last two generations, the A, 
11 and A12 chip. Yeah, of course, you know, that's 70%, uh, uh, sorry, 7% of the yes, South African market. You want the best. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's no guarantee that the game that your mates are playing is going to play on your iPhone because chances are they don't have iPhones. What does it play on iPhone? I don't know, but you can I, play everything on the I, iPhone. I don't think as a gamer I would choose an iPhone. In any event, if gaming is the criteria by which you're choosing your phone, chances are you're not choosing a high-end phone. Chances are you're choosing a mid-range phone. I think you're choosing somewhere around the seven or eight grand mark. That's what I think. So my parting shot to you here is if you're shopping for a phone that's great on gaming and you're looking to spend less than 10,000 Rand and you want to get something around the seven or 8,000 Rand mark, I'm going to give you four great phones that appear in Tech Magazine as our top gaming phones. Lindsay might disagree with me, but I think he's going to end up agreeing with me. And it goes like this. Our first choice is the LG V40. This is just yes. good at absolutely everything. Superb great graphics processing on there. And that's coming in at around 10 grand or even a bit cheaper now mm -hmm. if you're lucky. So the LG V40 is our winner. Our second choice is probably going to be the Samsung A70, which I've been looking into. It's a brand new phone. Also nice big screen. I think it's a 6.4 inch. I'm not sure. Could be. It's a big screen, but it's also got a big battery and also great internals. So that's the Samsung A70 if you can afford it. I think that's coming in at about 8,000 Rand. Your next choice would be the Samsung S10e. So this is the smaller model of the Samsung S10. Obviously a full S10 would be streets ahead of everything else. But the S10e has got all the great internals of the main S10, but you're paying a bit less because the screen's a bit smaller. So the S10e would be a great buy there. Um, and that again would be ideal for someone with smaller hands. And my final choice, again with great internals, great processing, great screen, great battery, would be the phone I've been using for the last few weeks, the Hisense H30. So Ooh. there you have it, LG V40, uh, have you run Samsung S10e, um, Hisense H30, and the Samsung A70. These are your four choices for mobile gaming phones. Have you been playing phones. PUBG on it? No, not PUBG. I've been Fortnite. figuring out what I'm going to test the phones with. At the moment, I've only tested them with lightweight games because that's all I'm good at. Oh my but I have God. got a testing panel who's busy putting these phones through not their... Not even a Fortnite. Yeah, they're busy putting their, uh, these phones through their steps at the moment. If you want to get into the weeds and drill deeply into graphics processors, look into Adreno versus... Mali. Mali. Yes. Uh, these are the two your two choices. Figure out. I'm I'm gonna throw one in. The, using the using Mate yeah. Twenty X. The Huawei Mate Ooh, Twenty. Oh, how interesting! How much are you paying for that? Uh, I think you're paying about fourteen grand for that. No, but, if you can, but at fourteen grand, surely you're gonna get an S10. I mean, at that kind of price, you're gonna no, get an S10. No, but this thing's got the big screen. Uh huh. It's bigger than the standard Mate Twenty. Okay. It's it's got. Uh, what's it called? The GPU turbo mode. For yes, yes, games. yes. Okay, that is so, actually I've seen that in yeah, action. So, it's so Huawei can like overclock the, the graphics, the graphics card yeah, yeah. in certain games that have the same functionality. Mm. PUBG is one of them. Mm. I'm not sure about Fortnite yet. It hasn't been optimized mm. for that. Massive battery and the massive heat pipe. Okay, that, that's that's one to go. For. So if you're shooting for a high-end gaming phone, recommend is uh, uh, Lindsay's recommending the Huawei Mate, Mate 20 X. Okay. And the big boy. <laughs> I think, I mean, for me, the simple choice there would probably end up being a Samsung S10 Plus. Yeah. That would just be, because that would just take probably the crown and everything, except for an iPhone, of course, which is a law unto itself. We yeah. won't go into that. Okay. Yeah. We um, can try and seek out a OnePlus 7 Pro with that 120 hertz 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They all these obscure brands that we don't get in South Africa. Okay, so that's for, you know, a gaming phone. Or if you've got a kid who you know is serious about gaming and playing a lot of gaming on their phone. tablet, which is a tablet. Oh, right, tablet. Now... Is there, any, is there any way we can pause our podcast because I haven't done my homework? I'm, I'm just going to dive in. You're just going Kevin. straight in. Okay, fine. I'll catch yeah, up with you. There's only Tell us one about thing. it. So you go on to take a lot today. You're looking for a tablet. You are looking for the best tablet experience possible. Yes. You don't care too much about like dual speakers or a laminated screen. Uh-huh. You go and you, t- you tell Take A Lot to give you the iPad 6th generation mm-hmm. 9.7 Wi-Fi with 32 gigs of space. I'll right. tell you why. That yes, seems no, no, like no, a little, sure. That seems like a little. But I promise you, if you load up maybe your eight most used apps on there, you will be fine for space. You can still download some Netflix series, Netflix, some YouTube videos as mm-hmm. well on there. And with iOS 13 or iPadOS coming out in the fall, <laughs> out in the fall, time, you'll be able to offload all of that onto a USB drive. So you'll be able to use media directly off of a USB drive. You don't okay. have to like mess all. All right, I'm hearing you. So I'm you're running. You. You're running pretty lean. Um, yeah, you are spending now five thousand seven hundred and ninety-nine rand on take a lot. Sometimes it comes down in price. It's already dropped from six thousand rand. That's okay. what you're getting, man. And just live your life. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're all shocked because I'm not contradicting you. No. I would agree with you pretty much. You've, you've got to be defaulting to an iPad at this point. The only reason you might consider not having an iPad is if you really need full Windows functionality. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I'm one of those. I would consider using a tablet as my main Windows device if I could get a good, sturdy, strong, quality keyboard to go with it. So I would consider taking Windows, ta- Windows as a tablet device if I can get a good keyboard or if I can get one of these convertible laptops that you can now get from Acer and Asus and everybody else where you can actually pull off the pull the screen off your laptop and use it as oh, a like tablet. Oh, like the Transformer Mini yes. things with like the I would seriously, Yes, I would seriously consider that. I'm, I'm not a processor intensive user. Unlike Lindsay, I'm not trying to edit HD movies of, you okay. know, <laughs> uh, sorry, 4K, what am I saying? How dare I? Um, I do need full Windows functionality, however. I'm not a big fan of touch screens per se, but the portability I could go for. I would be looking for a Transformer-style laptop where you can rip off the screen and use it as a tablet, but it must and be running have Windows. Found? I have found the Microsoft Surface Pro Signature Type. Ooh, oh dear. That's just a type that's cover. That's cover, yeah, yes, sorry. I'm trying to find the actual tablet here. So, so this is the thing. So, big guys, uh, you probably know of them, The Verge.com. they like a massive tech review site. Um, technology and culture, the intersection of technology and culture. In the U.S., they did a test on two low-end or affordable Android tablets. And the conclusion was that while phones have become a lot better, so like if you're paying 5000 6000 for a phone right now, you're getting a really impressive device if you're buying like brand new. Like there's not many manufacturers putting out turds at that price point. <laughs> but, <rude. laughs> But the moment, that hasn't translated to tablets yet. Okay. Like, crappy Android tablets are still crappy Android tablets. Mm. Like, there's no, like, value pick. Yeah, you see, I just can't see an Android tablet. I just can't see the case. The, yeah, the only, the the only the like, Samsung, my daughter uses my old Samsung Tab A 
9.7 with the S10 okay. built in. Samsung do a pretty good job. Obviously, now they've moved on to equipping the S5e, which is their current like mid-range tablet, with Dex mode. Mm, on the tablet, interesting. Uh, which turns it into like a, a desktop you can, you can plug it into a much bigger display, yeah. Yeah, Samsung also have bought out their own app store quite well that's focused around like S Pen sort of interactions. And mm. So you're getting a, a lot of value with, with that. Huawei as well with their media pads are doing okay. I think the M5 is the current one you're going for. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are producing these things, but I mean, you have to make sure that your work style and your business case is right Yeah, but right the, mom- the moment you, you're shopping outside of that, I mean, your, your yeah. accessories options are becoming less. Yeah. Because uh, at least these two manufacturers have bolted out mm. the entire ecosystem. And the iPad, again, wins because it's been the leader in its class for so long, and so many third party manufacturers have come on board with accessories for it. Okay, so, Kevin, have so you found something? I, I have, I have. I'm not like enthralled by this offer. It's, it's a very low power offering, which means you're going to get great battery life and so on. But this is a convertible Windows tablet that comes with a keyboard so it's a you know it's a laptop and tablet in one the Lenovo Meeks series I say Meeks because yes. it's M and this is the 320 I'm looking at which has a 10 inch screen and Windows 10 Pro so yeah you, you've got your keyboard and your tablet and one yes. you can use it as a laptop or use it as a tablet you know it's got memory of two gigabytes compared to a typical laptop that now has four eight gigabytes yeah. so you're not looking for power performance in in, the, in a tablet like this you're looking for a level of convenience and you want as an ultra light laptop that doubles as a and tablet a decent Netflix you machine can, yes you, know, <laughs> you can consider the <laughs> Lenovo Meeks very good Netflix machines. Yes, okay. Well, look at alternatives from Acer and specifically Asus who do these kind of convertible laptops. Yeah, and the Lenovo Mix with a 10-inch screen, uh, the Lenovo Mix 320 with a 10-inch screen at 5,000 Rand. That's basically a low-end laptop with the convenience of a tablet for 5,000 Rand. Get Great something stuff. with the Apple logo on the back that shows <laughs> people that you are a fine mate to your procreate in- with. What was your, your entry-level price for your Apple 9.7-inch? Oh, that's a bit cheap. I'm sure you'll be struggled to find it at that anywhere. 5,800. It starts yeah. at 6 and just goes up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's your entry Entry-level, okay. 2 gigs of, of onboard storage. All right. You're getting 2 gigs of RAM, I think. You're getting the Apple the yeah. A10 chip. Yeah, I mean, very, very great processing power, yep. Yeah, and you're okay. beating, you're running circles around anything else sure. in its price range sure. from any other manufacturer. Okay, so to summarize, we really think your default position has got and to be And you Apple. can even use the Apple Pencil with it now. Oh, great, all, for another 3,000 Rand. Yeah, yeah. 2,000 Rand. Ooh, I've saved 1,000 Rand. Ooh. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to spend that on a cover, and then I'm going to spend another 2,000 Rand on a keyboard. Yeah, don't get the Apple Pencil unless uh-huh. you're really into, like, drawing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sketching and drawing, yeah, yeah sure. Like, okay. So, Windows tablet, if you're a dyed-in-the-wool Windows user, you've got a lot of office stuff you need to get done, and you're just used to Windows and comfortable with how it works. Windows tablets, your best option is to buy one of the all-in-one laptops. Even if you buy an underpowered one, you'll have the flexibility of a full-size keyboard. Get, get, get the, yeah. the tab, a, the Samsung tab, okay. a 10.1, I think the big one is now. All right. Um, don't mess around with the E range, just go for the A. Okay, <laughs> the, the entry-level 10-inch tablet from Apple is six grand or thereabouts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's okay. There is a smaller one, but it really is quite small, so unless you're no, kidding. No, the, the iPad mini is even more expensive than that. Eh? Really? The iPad eh? mini is 
Oh my goodness, so you're paying like premium for convenience. But I mean, that's the, the A12, the current yes. generation. Now that will beat the pants <laughs> off absolutely everything in sight. Yeah, 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 sure. Awesome. Yeah, but what else is going on in your life? Um, not a lot to talk about at the moment. Lindsay, I'm hoping, is going to write us a story about electric bicycles sometime over the next two months. Yes. We are preparing for our special telecoms edition of the magazine, which will come out in a couple of months. We're going to be speaking to some really great South African leaders in the telecom space, uh, awesome. heads of companies and so on, really interesting companies. Mm. Uh, I visited the Dell Technology Forum, going to be writing a couple of things. On oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff will be going up on that opinion guide at co.za, uh-huh. my Johnny Ive ode, <laughs> and my, actually my ode to the Walkman is up right now, you can check that out. I have the V40 Android Pie review coming mm-hmm. out soon on my YouTube channel, that opinion mm. guide. Um, LG G8 is G8S oh. is launching on Sunday. Oh really? Yes, I actually handled it when I hand, when I handed oh. back my V40 long. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, oh it's a beautiful okay. device. Yeah. Oh. It's like a V40 but smaller. Are they having a launch event in Cape Town? Uh, no, they have no a launch event. Oh, launch event. Yeah. And they're bringing out the proper G8, which they are marketing as a G8 oh. later in the year, and that's going to be a big launch. Self-confessed um, LG fanboy, I've fessed up to it several times on the show. Yeah. Um, well, just while we're on the subject of Dell, don't you want to give us now without getting carried away? Just two top-line thoughts from the Dell Forum. Uh, women in technology, Dell is kind of leading the charge, they aggressively yes. leading the charge. That, that, is, that is leadership that's come down from the top of the yes. company, let me tell you, to inform on those things. Great. Mm-hmm. And then, ugh, they are just committed to giving their customers the best sort of value for money. Okay, I didn't ask for a marketing spiel, Lindsay. Yeah. That, that's what it was all about, man. It was them okay. selling technology to I mean, do you, do you get the feeling they've still got some consumer focus? Because I really think that over time focus. they've neglected their consumers but, and they're really about but the enterprise yeah, and the Dell, business customer. Dell is a company, and I, and I asked a lot of the executives that I spoke to to give me a vision of Dell mm. for the next two years. Okay. And it's all about digital transformation so it's getting the right device into the right user sure end, sure so to maximize the experience okay and productivity right. on the device which is fair yeah i mean that's <laughs> everyone's goal frankly if you ask hp they're going to say the same thing okay you fine know, you fine companies like very 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 con- Consumer-centric companies like Apple, yeah, sure, where they sure, make sure, sure. just these products and sure, business is a bit of an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas these guys are making, they have like four categories of devices for four very different types of okay. use. So it's like latitude and XPS, mm. and these are the different laptops. Yeah, precision brands. And, yeah. yeah. Vostro. Yeah. And Vostro. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Um, the last big story we did on Dell was when Dell set up South Africa's newest supercomputer, which is now yes. the supercomputer that crunches all the data coming from the uh, square kilometer array up in, uh, uh, where is it? Carnarvon. Carnarvon, yeah. Canarvon. Freezing cold out there. So the the new Dell supercomputer, which is housed I'll at the CSIR. I'll go back there if you want me to. <laughs> okay. I've been there before. Excellent. It's beautiful. I'm going to wait till it snows, then you go. I almost, <laughs> I almost blew up the most important <laughs> instrument that we have <laughs> in the world because my Fitbit oh, didn't switch geez. off properly. Oh, jeez. Oh, great. <laughs> Polluted the last five years of data with these Fitbits. Uh, um, so uh, Dell set up the supercomputer that now uh, mashes not only all the SKA data, but a whole lot of other projects. We've got genome projects, all sorts of other really complex mathematical stuff, weather modeling, and that's all done at the CSIR here in Cape Town on a Dell supercomputer. Yeah. So I was very impressed with that. Um, but we'll bring you a bit more about the Dell uh, Technology Summit sometime in the future. Uh, Dell is supplying us 
with our winning laptop for our gaming product shootout, which is the current issue we're working on that's going to the Rage Gaming Expo. We're covering the 25 best gaming products available in South Africa, and our leading laptop there is Dell's Alienware Area 51. Oh, the, the completely modifiable yes, one. Yes, it allows you... Place it with it, proper desktop Yeah, instead of, well. instead of um, having to upgrade the pieces inside the laptop, all the most important technology comes in a little... Uh, box, let's say, outside of the laptop, and you can upgrade that to yeah. improve the performance of your PC, which is a quite extraordinary idea. It's a beautiful device. So that that is the top of our pile in our game in our laptop section of our gaming product shootout. Do get the September edition of Tech Mag for all our 25 best gaming products. Cool. We've gone super long. Ooh, and the other thing from Dell, computing on the edge, the edge. To the core, okay, to the cloud. You're gonna, you're gonna break that That's all down. That's what I'm going to break leave it down in the edge to the core to <laughs> the cloud. You, you know what? You know what the cloud is. The cloud is where like the fog meets edge the ground. To the core <laughs> to the cloud. It's where That's the fog comes down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the cloud is. Sweet, I'm done. All right, we're out. <laughs>